Hello everyone and welcome to the Critcast. We're back every week on the same day because we just love doing this. We love doing this. We love doing this talking about video games. We love talking about things that we love. We love talking to each other. Who's the we that I'm talking about? Well, it's myself, Brad Lang, and it's uh, my very good friend, Darren Bontes, who is sitting very patiently uh, waiting to talk, but I'm not going to let him talk right now. In fact, I'm going to keep him in suspense, sort of torture him by saying very nice things Don't about you him. you dare. He's not allowed to respond. He's not allowed to respond. Darren is a lovely human being with a... And, and he's very good, a very talented writer, incredibly knowledgeable, such a lovely human being. Uh, and I feel very uh, um, fortunate that I can talk to him every Saturday evening about things that we both is enjoy. This, is this supposed, be, supposed to be blood coming out of my ears and nostrils? There's, that's, that is an unnatural reaction, but don't worry. I assume it's just the Viagra you take every morning to get yourself up. <laughs> yeah, up like a rocket. Up like a rocket and hard like a rock. Um, <laughs> this, you know what, you know what, Darren? Last last week, you literally just said to me last week, I don't think I. You said to me about two minutes ago, I don't think I did a very good job opening the show last week, and I want to say, don't don't feel too bad because I feel like I'm butchering <laughs> this week even worse. Yeah, it's, we are even at the two minute mark, and we've already gone to uh, we've we've dipped into the old well of Viagra jokes. But that's that's the brand. That's that's what we do, isn't it? That's what we. That's our speciality. We talk about farts. Look, and but when you, when you told me that, and occasionally we talk about <laughs> philosophical amusings of what it means to be a donut. When you told me that podcasting was going to be hard, this is not what I envisioned. Yeah, that's listen. It's a difficult game to get into, and quite frankly, if you need a bit of get up and go, you need a bit of get up and go. Now you know when you hit the big leagues and you get like the the big time podcasters, a lot of them are just so doped up. You know they're taking like five hits of cocaine every every hour just to keep up with that sort of lifestyle it's a rock and roll lifestyle right podcasting is monday rock and roll mm. hey but there's nothing wrong with a little bolivian bump to get you going no of course not but you know we're not there yet we're, we're sort of at the we're, we're playing the clubs you know we are with jazz we're we're improving we're making up as we go and it's you know sometimes a bit of viagra is what you need to uh, give the fans what they want mm. oh look i will say it's still better than drinking red bull it's still better than drinking red bull you know you're not a red bull fan no i hate energy drinks i absolutely despise them really Ugh, it's like this it's like if someone like mixed cherries and sugar into uh, into cold coffee that's it's what it tastes like to me it's just this horrible disgusting fruity sugary concoction of hate i'm i'm rather prone to a zero sugar monster energy drink I'll, I'll, i won't i won't lie to you i'll confess it's my dirty sin uh, speaking uh, of which, we should now that we've exposed that nugget of information, we should probably change the Twitter um, the cover photo. <laughs> oh, yes, we've got our, our little sellout mascot there. <laughs> With the I was gonna say, you know, that's that's been up there for for as long as I've been writing for Critical Hit, and I've never known the context. I don't think I've ever wanted to ask. I think we were basically just joking that we, you know, just gone full influencer. They've been sold out entirely because I mean that's that's really a big thing. Every influencer with like three or four viewers on, on their twitch stream apparently has a monster energy drink sponsorship so we were just making fun of that oh that's fair enough that's fair enough. it's a good joke it's a good joke yeah, but yeah we, joke. we need to find a new audience to uh relentlessly mock and then we can make a nice new feature image on our twitter that just to piss them off influencers influencers are still relevant to mock and they're so easy to mock as well Oh, absolutely. We just need to we just need to switch it up. <clears throat> oh, maybe we do one, but Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> yes, we've got you. Did you <laughs> That's know that it. Raid Shadow Legends is played by over seven trillion people every second? And the ads cost double what they make in the game. <laughs> 
Look, it's, it's either Raid Shadow Legends or NordVPN. Oh, but NordVPN's at least a good service, though. Is it? Well, for, I, I mean, I use the free version of Nord. It's pretty good. I'm not going to oh. complain. I mean, they haven't paid to the sponsor this podcast. It sounds like it was a softball advertisement, but it's not. I just... Yeah, we haven't sold out yet, guys, but trust us, we are more than willing to pimp and prostitute ourselves for some cash. We we will not sell out. Until someone brings us a deal and gives us money, then we will. But until then, we will not sell out. No. Nah. Brad, that is just crazy. Just like Barry Lipschitz steals on used cars right now. <laughs> <laughs> you <go down> to... <laughs> Now that was now you see that was a joke. Now we can talk about the other things we've been talking. We've been messing around this whole time looking for the joke, and we found it. Now we can talk about Apex Legends. Is Apex Legends actually a joke? Uh, I'm not certain. No, I just need. I just. I just needed to end the intro on something funny, and it, it's <laughs> we were, some sort of a segue. Yeah, exactly. We needed to just have that sort of punctuation, that full stop at the end of the intro, and we were talking around a lot, and nothing was really hitting, and then you actually came in with a solid one. So now I can talk about Ancient <laughs> a- Apex Legends season eight. And man, is that game a bitch to try and play right now. What's going on? What is, you know, up your exhaust pipe? What's irritating you with Apex? Listen, listen. You know me. I'm a massive Apex Apex fan. Mm-hmm. I play Apex every night. Apex is uh, my destiny, uh, if I'm comparing myself to you. All right. That's, that's reasonable. Yes, I, 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 I love Apex. Um, I don't consider myself to be good at... Um, any games, but I would consider myself to be halfway decent at Apex because that's it's, it's, it is a game put a lot of time into. But the at the moment, season eight kicked off two weeks ago, roughly. And my God, is are those servers balked to hell? Oh yeah, Kevin was complaining about that as well. You're on, on both Xbox, it, PC, and PlayStation Four. On everything, it is completely busted, dude. It takes, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out of the way like early so I can continue talking about the other good things of that game. Because it's it's eighty percent fantastic as always, but jeez, I don't know how that game is as big and popular as it is, and is still running on servers that I I, I assume are operating on Windows ninety eight hardware. <laughs> One, it's it's it takes ages to find a game, right? You you, you plug in to your you go on a Steam or Origin or whatever, because I play on PC, and you get you're instantly greeted by the infinite spin of death which you have to sit and wait 15 minutes just for the main menu to load in. And once that's loaded in, you can get into a game, no problem. But I've been having this really weird issue where I can jump the plane, not a, not a problem, fly down. It's the second I hit the ground. I lag to, I, like a rubberneck to shit for about a solid three minutes, and then everything's fine. And I have no... So this is obviously worse than usual. Yes. No, it's way worse than usual. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know why it's so bad. Other than that, Apex Legends Season 8 continues to be the best Battle Royale you can not spend money on. <laughs> it's fantastic. They've done a lot of cool additions, a lot of neat, not really necessarily changes. They've added a new weapon, the 3030 repeater, which is good if you can aim. Therefore, I hate it because I can't aim. Fuse. I'm with you there. I'm also a big believer in pain spray. Yep. That's why I always go for the light machine guns. Best, The best loadout is two light machine guns because you can just mm. hit fire and it always works. It always works oh, 60% of the time. <laughs> I love that. You have six panther of firearms. Oh, of course. <laughs> the six panther. <laughs> that's good. They've got a new character uh, by the name of Fuse, Australian. Uh, and I'm, I'm, oh, I'm Australian. Australian, of course. I'm not sure how I feel about uh, the Australian people being sort of stereotyped <laughs> in these multiplayer games as being uh, sort of diehard uh, Splicer fans. 
Seems to be happening more and more now. Overwatch is junk rat. He just throws bombs everywhere. Fuse is basically exactly the same thing. I love that all knowledge of Australia apparently ends by the re- release of Mad Max 2. Yeah. All, all Australians talk like, they, like they're chewing gum constantly in like both sides of their mouth. And they blow things up at every possible second. That's what all Australians do according to the world post Mad Max 2. To be fair, have you seen the size of their spiders? Look, there's there's only one way to deal with those kind of spiders, right? Yeah, kill it with fire. And you got to kill it with fire, but that's a different game entirely. <laughs> so oh. so Fuse is a fun addition. He brings a lot of, not necessarily game-changing game abilities, but cool tweaks on how like Apex handles its characters. So because he's an explosive expert, he can now, he, he's able to fit two grenades into a single infantry slot whereas every other character only fit one and because he's got a robotic arm he can like load his grenades into his arms and like fire them further than anyone else can throw which is a really cool idea it's a nice way to take a mechanic that's already in the game and tailor it specifically for the character rather than introducing something new Hmm. Uh, which is the kind of inventive stuff i like from respawn they do really cool things with that sort of a concept mm-hmm. he sounds like a very beginner friendly character because i mean everyone knows what to do with a grenade yeah exactly he i think he is very beginner friendly his ultimate ability isn't uh, especially uh, a high skill damage dealer it's more sort of an area management where you can lock down a specific position with a ring of fire you cue johnny cash a ring of fire get that out of the way now because if i say it again it's just be weird if no one mentioned it, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the last time they're going to mention that. Yeah, song. of course. Awful. Of course. What? <laughs> I just find it overrated. I'm canceling the podcast. The podcast is done. The podcast is done. We're finished now. Well, seven episodes, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> we made it far longer than I think a lot of people get. We're, we're thinking we would. No, no. Look, look. I find that Johnny Cash is the rest of his disco- discography. That's a horrible word. Horrible the rest word. of his, you know, selection of songs. He's there's some pretty good bangers right there, but. You know, Ring of Fire is, he's basically, as he smells like teen spirit, it's, it's overplayed. It's, it's okay. Honestly, yeah, there's okay, much sure. better stuff out there. Sure, I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that opinion. I'm glad that you are, um, that you brought in Smells Like Teen Spirit because, man, that song is disgustingly overplayed. Yeah. And everyone knows that the best Nirvana song is Heart Shaped Box. I don't think I've actually ever listened to Nirvana all that much. So, <laughs> seven episodes, it was a good run. <laughs> Why is it when we do evening recordings, we do go, we have tangent podcasts where we just can't stick on a topic? Yeah, but Billy Connolly would be like impressed with that. Very, 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 very impressed. Okay, okay. Apex is going to be Yeah, so uh, it's, it's season eight, really. The, it, it's the same game. They haven't tweaked anything to such an extent that it plays fundamentally differently. It's not like um, Horizon, which they introduced vehicles and a brand new map. It's it's one of the it's one of the in between sort of updates one of the in-between seasons in which they've they've tweaked rather than added and and i don't mind that like and i'm using that that word tweaked fairly frequently because that's what respawn does this game right they don't sweep in and make massive changes to see what the outcome will be like um i believe blizzard is very fond of doing with overwatch they like to change small things here and there uh, over time, and uh, which I prefer. I, I like having that level of consistency in the game. But yes, Apex Legends hmm. uh, continues to be amazing. I'm still playing it every night, even though the servers are just buckling at the moment. I think I've already found like our, our meme for next week. I'm just going to like Photoshop you your face onto Timmy's dead. He's going to be like, but this is where my, my good KD ratio would be. If, if I, I had, had one! one. <laughs> 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 All that legs. <laughs> 
Yeah, fair enough, that can work. I've also been playing um, a bit of Valheim. Ooh, so you're one of the three million players who have just hopped onto that game in the last two weeks. Yes, I am. And uh, everyone is really, really uh, not shutting up about it. Everyone's... Yeah, what the hell is Valheim? I, I have to find out. So, what is this? Why, why does everyone love it? I don't know, Darren. <laughs> I don't know. Valheim is essentially what happens if you take... Now, I hate doing this because it's. I feel like it's a cheap sort of form of comparison, but you take Minecraft... You breed it with Skyrim, and then it, you have an affair with the forest, and through some strange reproductive miracle, because apparently I haven't grasped the concept of reproduction, all three of them have a baby. That's the joint production of all, all of them. This horrible, misshapen, grotesque creature. Yeah, listen, you're not, you're not far off by calling it that. I don't understand why people... So, to say give you a better explanation valheim is you drop into a big map it's randomly generated and you start with nothing as you do in these sort of open world survival games and you get told that you need to uh, raise yourself up to valhalla in order to do that you've got to slay some great awful beasts and to do that you need to run around and chop down lots of trees and then you can make an axe and then you can make uh, a better and you can make a better axe and chop down more trees then you can build a house, and then you can build a bigger house, and it's it's one of those. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of survival games at all. Like I get that there's an audience for them. I mean, I've even reviewed a few myself, but it's just such an endlessly painful circle that you have to engage. I got him. I th- I think I'm the same in the same boat. There have there've been a few that have grabbed me. Subnautica grabbed me because Subnautica actually has a really interesting story to tell, and it's just a fresh take on that concept. But this, uh, I don't know. I I wanted I would love to know why people have latched onto it to the extent that they have, and you know what I, I I can straight up acknowledge that this is a me problem. I know it's a me problem. I just don't enjoy this kind of game. I I feel like games where I have to find the fun, I'm not for that sort of stuff. You know. Yeah, especially when it's like takes like twenty thirty hours to get somewhere. Like who's got that kind of time? Yeah, exactly. Space? And like who, yeah, who has that sort of time? And like I'm playing games because I want to be entertained, not because I want to entertain myself. Yeah, grab my face within the first ten minutes of landing. Sell me on your game. Like to, to me, a game has to like grab you with what they call the elevator pitch. You know, yeah. sell me within a few minutes. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, exactly. It's like the um the promise in a magic trick. Like you know, I always go on about Metal Gear Rising, but I mean there is no other game that has an opening stage as good as Metal Gear Rising. Oh. I mean, with, with, with rules of nature Lady. playing in the background and that the first <laughs> boss fight. Oh my god. Dude, you're fighting a Metal Gear Ray. You are running down the side of a building deflecting missiles coming at you. You're chopping this thing to pieces, using its own limbs to like, just tear it apart. How can you ask for a better way to sell you on a game than, than that? And you do get in heels. <laughs> stylish heels. Stylish mecha heels. Very stylish mecha mm. heels. That's there's the name of the podcast. Thank you for that, Darren. I'm going to write that one down. Damn, I'm good at this. Very, very good at it. But yeah, that's that's Valheim. It's I really genuinely want to know why it's blowing up. It seems to happen fairly frequently, right? There's always a new survival game that comes out and just blows up. And I just can't understand why that that sort of genre is always the one that causes those sort of explosions. That's very maybe, interesting to me. Maybe we're just underestimating how many masochistic gamers there are all out there. Well, how popular are the are the Souls games? Huh? Fair point. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't want to harp on about Valheim too much because I don't want to... Um, it's on, it's early... I will say this, it's an early access and it's probably one of the most stable early access games I've ever played. Like, not a single bug or glitch in my time playing, which is probably up to about 10 hours at this point. So that's very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. That's impressive. 
I mean, that, that game was made by five people. Yeah. So it is it is very, very impressive that, that that is the case. But yeah, not my sort of game, but I'm real pleased that those five people are probably swimming in cash right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm very happy when small studios like that find huge success. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about what you've been playing. I know... Actually, I know both of these games. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to talk. I'm. I'm gonna. I've, t- I've spoken a lot. I'm going to sit back. And I'm going to let you let you have your your spotlight. All right. So let me. I'm just gonna just give me a second. You turn on the spotlight. <laughs> it blinds me. It's on you now. Okay. My eyes. Okay. So I've apparently gone back to 2012 because I've been playing Thomas Was Alone. It's uh It's come out now on Nintendo Switch and. It's um if the if the name Mike Bithell rings any bells, this is this is the game where he made his name. This is the game where he established his bread. It's just this absolutely charming, minimal visuals story of the birth of artificial intelligence told through a platforming game. Does does that make sense to you? It makes sense. I've played it, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. It's fantastic. It's it's just this wonderful story that you can complete in like three or four hours. It's got so much personality and charm. And it's been on so many platforms before. I mean, I actually can't believe it took this long to come to to the Nintendo Switch. I mean, you could probably play this thing on the Samsung fridge at this point. That's <laughs> the snake's doom. <laughs> you can, if you like, just paint your, your fridge red. There's a big Thomas right there for you. Then the, it sort of would defeat the points of the game, though. I think <laughs> that was the case. But it's just just amazing. I can care so much about this this red block. Wait, did I just say I care? No, my brand. No, you you you've, you've ruined your brand. All the sponsorship deals. Oh, no. All the sponsorship Help deals. Are, 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 you throw them away. You were doing oh, so yeah. well, and now. Look at you. Look at look at the ruins upon which you stand and ask yourself, was <laughs> it worth it? Or when I look at my gold-plated yacht, I can say, yes, mm. yes, it was. Look, yes, of course it was. For your gold-plated yacht, yeah, I'll I'll stand upon a pile of ruin. I don't care. But yeah, Thomas was alone. It's it's essentially a platforming game. And obviously, Thomas was alone. You know, I'm going to be using the impasse tense there because he does pick up a few other blocky friends along his way. And each one has certain characteristics, certain aspects tied to them. One of them's, you know, a lot bouncier. One of them's a lot smaller. One of them's a lot more grumpy. But you've all, you've got to take the, this little motley gang of bits and bites across levels. Some of them are really punishingly difficult, but they, they never feel unfairly difficult. And you've just got to, you know, help them along their way. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the, the most interesting thing about Thomas was alone for me, and I'm sure I'm not going to be the first or last person to say this, uh, you actually briefly mentioned it, is just how much empathy those little abstract shapes can evoke in, in you, right? Mm. It's just, you know, someone will say, oh, it's minimalist design. How how enticing can that be? You know, how much can that really make you care? But yes, the other thing, you've got to be really, really smart to figure out how to use that, those, that bare minimum of visuals to actually tell a story and to make it have an impact. There's one hell of an achievement right there. That's why the game won so yeah. many awards. Yeah, awards that it's most certainly deserved. It's 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 a basic platformer, but it's a really cleverly designed platformer. And I don't it, I don't know if it's the sort of game that sort of gets the attention it it deserves. It I think it should be up there as as, as a a good starting place for anyone who has an interest in games as a sort of artistic medium. Mm. I definitely see that it's like one of the defining games of, of the M2010s when, when indie games really start coming out in mm. force and really showing just what they were capable of. I mean, Thomas Was Alone was, well, it was a trailblazer. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And and Mike Bithell deserves uh, all the credit that has been thrown at him for that. It, it really was a, a tremendous game. And I'm glad that it, it's on the Switch now. I don't know if I'll, I don't know, I don't know if it's the sort of game that I, I, I'd, 
play again. I played it. Actually, you know what? I think about now. I don't even know if I finished that game. Huh, that's that's weird. I mean, it's it's a short game as well. Yeah, it is a short game. I just remember, I remember seeing it and playing it and thinking, "This is amazing. This is really cool." But I can't. It was a while ago. Maybe I just can't remember the ending. But I'm trying to sit here and think about the ending. It's just not coming but to me. I ran through that game, and by the uh, end of it, I just had this really weird sensation in where in my in my chest cavity. I, I can't explain it. So weird. I maybe was it like a. Was your heart okay? It was, it was like, like this weird. It was as if I had like some sort of weird muscle in there that was beating rhythmically. That's that's so weird. Have you? Oh, no. Have you been working out? Like, is it? I have, but but normally, you know, I just take a few steroids, and then that's all. Yeah, me that's that's weird. Why why would there be like a? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not about to explain to your medical conditions. Yeah, but I was basically laying on the ground screaming at the cat, "Help me! I'm feeling." I'm feeling. Yeah, that's so strange. I don't know why. And then he, and then he ignored me and walked off. Bastard. It's like you body swapped. So, <laughs> so strange. What I want? I don't know. I don't want to. Don't say it's strange. So you've also been fighting in some tight spaces. Yeah. So we've gone from one Bithel game to a Bithel produced game. Fights in tight spaces. Uh, if I remember correctly, this one was shown off last year. Maybe during the was it during the, the PC Gamer E3 online stream or just? Yes, I believe it was the PC Gamer uh, E3 stream. Yeah, so the best way that I can describe fighting tight spaces is imagine John Wick crossed with Hearthstone. That's so strange. I don't even need a Viagra after you tell after you told me that. It's <laughs> yes, so weird. It's definitely got a few elements from uh, Mike Bithell's other game, John Wick Hex, but it's got a very isometric setup. And long story short, you're a secret agent. You've been sent to various locations. And naturally, there's always a bunch of people who, who just totally deserve to get a boot to the face. Of course. You've of got course. to work out, you know, how to fight these guys in tight spaces. So when you when you say, like, the it's, it's crossed with Hearthstone, right? I know it is a, a card game in that you are spending your cards to perform moves and, and, and actions and whatnot. How is it? Is it a roguelike? I'll be honest. I don't know too much about this. I've seen uh, some screenshots for it. Uh, and I pass it immediately on to you because I know that you've been very excited for this. It definitely has a roguelike feel to it because you you aren't carrying any health over from stage to 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 stage, so you've got to really conserve your your energy, your your health very carefully. I mean, you you can play a card that blocks enemies, but I mean sometimes you also have to realize you're going to take a punch to the face, so you've got to prepare yourself for that. You've got to prepare to mitigate that. And every couple of stages, you can spend any unlocked currency on just restoring your your health bar. That's and that, that does help, but obviously the more you want to restore, the more it costs, and you're not going to have enough cash for that. Mm. So is it a sort of thing, is it randomly generated? If you die, do you run the same missions again, or is, are they different I, setups, different locations? I need to actually check that, because I had a really good run last night, but I've also been having some electricity issues. So, you know, the laptop battery dies pretty quickly when you're playing this. Yeah. It's also an early access, right? Yeah, it's it's coming out next week on Steam Early Access. I've got early preview code that we are allowed to talk about. This must get too detailed. But basically, the um, core idea is that you're using these cards to st- strategically blixem your way through encounters. <laughs> strategically blixem your way. I just love that word. That's I mean, I'm word. not Afrikaans, but blixem is just such a fantastic word. Dude, I need, I need to tell you that um, video that Kervin... Uh, sh- uh, oh, with us. oh no! I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have shown that to upwards of about twenty people at this point, and I have yet to find a person that's, that that has said to me, "Huh, that song wasn't uh, the worst thing I've ever heard." You know, you know what really gets me with a music video is that someone spent time and resources on the lowest hanging fruit of a visual gag. I said it in in, in, in a tweet. 
that music video has the cultural importance of a 14 year old's wet dream <laughs> whoa tell us how you really feel it's it's so like you know like objectification of 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 people women especially in the year of 2021 seriously have we not has art not moved to a point where we we can sort of look at that and be like nah you know what we're actually better we're better as a society we've grown Apparently not, according to uh, Marula Boer. <laughs> you know what actually gets to me is that like, when you put that online in some of the comments, it's like Afrikaans people are saying, hey, we want nothing to do with this. We don't know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was talking to some, some friends and uh, you've been teaching me sort of Afrikaans because I see them very often uh, in Joburg. And I said to them, listen, guys, I, I, I'm very English. You don't speak Afrikaans? And, uh, no, I don't speak Afrikaans. Huh, that's weird. I've, been, I've been learning. I've been what learning you learning? Yeah. And and I said to them, I've I've a deep found uh, and a newly found respect for for your people, your culture, your language. But if you could never make music ever again, <laughs> I think you would be doing the world a favor. And they both looked at me, and I was expecting them to be a little bit offended, and they just sort of nodded and said, "Yeah, no, actually, that's fair. We need to stop. <laughs> we need to stop. This is just, it's put it put it put it this way. Put it this way, Darren. Mm. A lot of people say the most important thing you can do when you travel back in time is to be is to like go and like murder baby Hitler." <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. I want to go back further. I want to go back to a point where the first ever Afrikaans person was given a guitar and just smash it and make sure that they never get given another musical instrument. That would be the uh, best think... episode of Doctor Who. I could just picture you like, like <laughs> just like, like Doctor, like the Todd materializes on the Cape of Good Dawn, just says Jan van Ribeck. Yeah, Jan van Ribeck steps out of his boat. It's like, ooh, I think I shall play a song on my lute. And like you just come charging out of the Todd's. Not today, mother lover. No, Jan, no. <laughs> this isn't how it goes. I'm doing you a favor. Just smash Lovey's head. That's that. That would that would be my major contribution to the future. And like my 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 kids would thank me for that every day. I think. But then in a plot twist, that would be the origin of Afrikaans grunge music. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is I would have made things way worse, actually. Probably. You know, there's the whole butterfly effect. Yeah, butterfly effect. It's amazing how we've gone from fights in tight spaces to time travel. I know. Is there anything else you wanted to say about tights and fight spaces? <laughs> Look, I'm gonna... I mean, oh, Jesus, tights and fight spaces. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that same way... Um, no, I'm... It's nearly 10 o'clock. It's spare time. <laughs> Look, I've only had like 90 minutes with the M game. I mean, I started playing it last night. I'm obviously, I'm going to play it tomorrow night once my electricity's back on because a substation has been taken down for maintenance. But I'm definitely going to have more to write about because, you know, just from, from that short experience, I am really enjoying myself. Mm, no, it, it does look cool. I'm, I'm actually a bit jealous that, that I should have I should have kept it a secret. I should have just applied for the code myself. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I should have kept it. Too late, sucker. Too late, sucker. Let's move on to uh, what we've been enjoying this week in mm. terms of our visual uh, media that's not interactive. And by that, I mean, uh, what you've been watching? Uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Yeah, you go, you go first. All right, I, this everyone knows, every, everyone has seen what I'm going to bring. All right, so this is going to sound so arty without telling you the title of it, but once you find out what it is, it's back to the status quo, pal. Oh, oh good. So, I know exactly. Okay. This week I watched Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's an anime. Okay. <laughs> there, was, there, oh, was, there was a very slim part of me that saw the word uh, Rohan and thought it could have been Rohan. I was like, hmm, is this Lord of the, could this be Lord of the Rings related? And I realized now that that was foolish and childish. No, I'm just here to shatter your dreams and hopes. Thank you. Thank you. You've 
you succeed everywhere. <laughs> but for those of you unfamiliar, Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan is a quick spin-off from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is one of the greatest anime series ever made. Mm, muda, 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 indeed. You you started watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, did you I not? I did start watching the first but season But you also told me Adventure. that it was a bit too anime for you. How far did you get? I got to the point... I definitely got past the weird vampire mask thing. I got okay. past the... I think he resurrects two great warriors and they defeat them. And then... Oh, so you his... saw in season one. Yeah, and then... Yeah, no, I haven't watched past season one. I'm, I'm talking about what I've seen in season one. I think... The last episode I watched was when the dude who teaches him about his breathing dies. <laughs> yeah. I'm Italian. I'm going to teach you how to breathe and fight. <sighs> I, I, I don't know why I started. I was like, let me try this anime thing out. And I start, and I went to that one. And after about 50 minutes, I was like, this is, I don't know. This is going to be for me. Hey? It only gets weirder sure. because like from, from season two, you get like, you know, he's uh, J- J- Jonathan's descendant. And this whole thing is basically takes on the the Pillar Man, which is like these weird super vampires, essentially. And he's, he teams up with the world's friendliest Nazis. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's it not is. called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for nothing. No, they kind of sell you the, the products in the name, isn't it? But once you get to season three, oh my gosh, it is so cool. Because they, they basically rewrite the book on how these guys fight and go on their adventures entirely. Because the main thing is these characters develop these supernatural bodyguards called stands. It's the manifestations of their spirits. And only other stand users can see other stands. And the main character, he stand, Star Platinum, for example. His superpower is a super strong, super fast, super accurate. Sure. But what's really fascinating is how they use these guys in battle. And it gets so absurd, so absolutely ridiculous. I just hope that you... That you stick with it, that you get to the part where the main character goes in a life or death game of gambling, and it's just one of the most one of the best episodes of anime I've ever seen. Uh, you know what, Darren? I'm 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 trying to be more positive this year. 2021 is year of positivity. Sure, why not? Screw but, it. I'll watch. I'll I'll watch more JoJo. I, I'll say that the the spin-off that they came out thus spoke is just so fascinating. It's, it's only four episodes. It takes place after season four. It's a spin-off from season four. And one of the, the characters from season four is a manga artist called Kishibe Rohan. And his stand, his special spiritual bodyguard, is called uh, Heaven's Heaven's Door. And what he, what he can do with this uh, stand spirit is he can rewrite your, your memories and your personality. He turns your face into a, a book that he can alter, that he can ma- manipulate. And it looks it's such a cool visual. Sure, that actually d- does sound pretty cool. That, that's not the, the uh, main focus of this. I mean, that, that special ability of his, it, it plays into how the series plays out. But the, the main thing is, this is an anime Twilight Zone. That's what happens. Like this manga artist, he's re, he's telling stories of like all this bizarre shit that he's been through. Okay, and what are some of the stories? I'll give you one example. Is imagine do. this manga artist gets into a a life or death race on a treadmill with a muscle fitness fanatic who also happens to be the the reincarnation of Hermes, the god of speed. Of course. I mean, this makes sense. Well, one of the other episodes, he he accompanies his manga boss and she's she's 25 and she's found out that there's this village hidden away in the mountains and everyone who's rented a house there at the age of 25 has become a huge hugely successful person but the catch here to be approved to rent a house in this little village you have to prove that you know your etiquette that you know your manners that you're super polite 
but not just mm. any polite. You have to be Japanese polite. And if you stuff up, oh wow, the the guardian spirits around this 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 forest, this village, they will take something away from you. Like say your mother or your boyfriend, they will kill them. Okay. So this this that, it's just a taste. That sounds pretty horrific. So yeah, Japanese Twilight Zone. That joint, okay. I think I could. I think I could buy into that. I am a big fan of the Twilight uh, Zone, and Japan has a lot of cool like folklore and weird nonsense. Yeah, so I don't want to say anything mythology. more than that because it's only four episodes. It's like seventy to eighty minutes at the most. You can easily binge it in one night. Is it a Netflix produced anime? I wouldn't say it's Netflix produced, but it's probably a timed exclusive to, to Netflix right now because I must oh, actually okay. check if it's on Crunchyroll as well because Crunchyroll has yeah, all was... the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure series that have been currently produced yeah i was gonna say because i saw it was included in a netflix press release and i was like that's a massive get for netflix yeah if that is their production anime is big business i mean sony is basically turning anime into its fourth main pillar of commerce netflix has gone in deep on anime right now uh hulu uh, amazon prime they've all got net uh, anime shows because people love watching that shit people like watching anime people anime is very yeah. very big but from anime to western what have you been up to i have been watching let me just okay let me just say sam Raimi sam Raimi spider-man trilogy good now we can move on to the news <laughs> oh come on you don't want to talk about those three films those those films are you know what spider-man 3 gets a lot of flack i think because it's bad deservedly so because it's bad but man those films have so much heart and charm to them hey i will i will agree with you 100 spider-man 3 in particular i don't think there's a super villain origin more tragic than when you see sandman you know you know emerging of that oh, particle that accelerator scene, dude it's so good when he's like reaching his hand out for the for the ring and it just sort of crumbles around oh, oh man, that just works on so, so many levels good. because all he wants is to connect with his daughter and he literally cannot connect with her at that point it's beautiful and like there is some really contrived nonsense about how flint marker was actually the one that that shoots uncle ben and it just comes out of left field and it doesn't really amount to much because then it just turns out oh no it actually was an accident and that makes it fine <laughs> Well, it's, also, yes. it's also a really good touching you know story on on the power of forgiveness i mean that guy he's been carrying around that weight with him the whole time he's not just killed someone he's killed someone accidentally i mean that that must crush you that must really send you to your know, dark place that's true but also consequences for actions hey yeah, there we go i mean manslaughter I mean, is a real thing <laughs> even if it's accidental if it's accidental it's still a crime Maybe yeah, if he saw... wasn't robbing the person who was organizing the wrestling shit, that would have happened. But whatever. <laughs> I guess it's fine as long as Peter Park says, oh, go on, get out of here, you oh. scamp. But you know what? I love Liam first film. I know it's so dated right now. It's so cheesy, but I love that first film. Because, I mean, Willem Dafoe just sells it. God, he's Willem good, Dafoe hey. as the Green Goblin. I mean, no one could say no you, to that. You know, yeah, the thing is, I, I, I was thinking about it. And the casting for the MCU has been spot on across the board. But I don't think there has been a single cast in that entire expanded universe that matches the genius of Sam Raimi sitting down and being like, I want Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn. What an idea. <laughs> We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> I'm evil now. <laughs> oh, he's so good. He, he, I love his laugh. You know what? Um, uh, Green Goblin and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the first one, laughs just like Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> Sounds like it's a penguin getting tickled in his prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me when I'm getting tickled in my prostate. <laughs> 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 
that's but you know cool that, that's hate... that, those two minutes of completely unusable audio because do you know how shit that's gonna sound <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely despise how he dies in that film because let's face it he gets stabbed right in the uh, junk yeah he gets gob he gets skewered on his own dick yeah he does he straight up gets stabbed in, in his it's balls like... Although I won't understand him saying "Don't tell Harry," because I don't want to say, "Yeah, your father died off to get basically stabbed <laughs> in the dick." Nah, sorry, Harry. Look, at things 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 went bad. Where, where, where did it stab him in the stomach? Nah, actually, Harry, we're so much worse. The stab him, stab him in the head. Yeah. Nah, Harry, you need to go lower. Got in the leg, Harry. My bad. You know what it is. <laughs> don't make me say it. He got stabbed in the little goblins. He got stabbed in the pumpkin bombs. It's the guy's got stabbed in the pumpkin bombs. But the, the, his pumpkin bombs were were in, in his in his belt. Harry, you know what I'm saying to you, right? Is it not those public? Oh, those. Sorry. And you then know, and then he tries to murder Spider-Man. I, I don't get why he doesn't use the exact same pumpkin bombs that he vaporized the entire Oscorp board with to, to fight Spider-Man That scared with. the shit out of me as a kid. Do you know that? Really? Dude, Harry them all instantly turned to skeletons. Look, okay, so for, for context, how old were you in that first... How old were you in 2002? 2002, I would have been 17. Perfect. I was six. No? That's a lie. That's a lie. I would have been seven. My God, you're young. Yeah, that scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> also, the scene where he grows little spider legs from his fingers scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, so you're also not a fan of body horror. No, well, not not when I was seven. I can tell you that much. But no, those those films are rad, dude. I I, yeah. I really wish we could. As much as I love the MCU, you know, I I wish we could go back to an age where you could make those just genuinely campy, silly, full of <sighs> spirit superhero films you know I, why I do you think I, I love batman forever so much i mean that film gets flicked but i just love it because it is an unapologetic neon soaked beast i think it's one of the best batman films batman forever is the one with michelle pfeiffer's catwoman no that's batman returns i'm talking about the one with val kilmer yes batman, is that that's the one with what's his name jim carrey as the riddler jim carrey is the riddler in an extremely tight green onesie yes and tommy lee jones as two-face which just is also very camping it up you know chomping on all that scenery I love it. Yeah, that stuff's good. I I, I miss those days. I, I would like to go back to some yeah. super campy superhero films. Not that I'm complaining with what we have. Mm, One Division continues to be good, but I'm not talking about One Division again. Yeah, but speaking of a blast from the mid nineties, how about that Mortal Kombat trailer? Dude, that Mortal Kombat trailer was so cool. Oh my god. <gasps> oh, I'm so amped. I want to watch it. I do want to say though. Okay, can I preface this? Mm. That that movie looks bad, but in the Best way. Yeah, it's basically going to be the, the Batman Forever video game films. It doesn't give a exactly. shit. Exactly. Like, like, it knows what it is. It knows it's not going to be, like, high cinema. But Scorpion, like, straight up freezes. Not Scorpion. Sub-Zero scores. Jesus, if I can speak clearly, please. Give me two seconds to unlock my tongue. Because, oh my god. Like, clearly it's just a knot and it's just sitting in my mouth like a useless organ. <laughs> Well, tell us how you really the moment where sub- <laughs> the moment where Sub Zero freezes Scorpion's blood and then stabs him with it is maybe the coolest thing I have seen all year. Oh, I've only got one complaint about Sub Zero from what I've seen in the trailer so far, which is his mask is too damn big. It is too big. It, it is, is too big. It feels very. Massive. It feels very much like that the nineties Mortal Kombat in which their masks were massive. He must be compensating for something. Of course he is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's he's always cold. Ah. You, that has that has a side effect, you know. It's got to be pretty warm down there if you want to do anything. Hot on top, um, soft on the bottom. Jeez, can we can we get away from Viagra at this point? It likes it's like we're vying for a sponsorship from them. Yeah, if there are any Viagra spokespeople listening to this, you know, guys, we are hard and ready to to accept your cash. We are just the thought the thought of Viagra giving us money. 
rock hard. That's all I can tell you about but that. But did, did you watch the actual breakdown of that, that trailer? Because the, the film director, like I, I watched it, it was like he spent like 13, 15 minutes talking about certain scenes in that trailer. And this dude knows his stuff. Like, I don't think there's a bigger Mortal Kombat fan on the planet. Oh, really? That's cool. Director. That's really, I haven't seen that. Like, what sort of stuff was he mentioning, though? He was basically mentioning, you know, like how he wanted to pull certain elements from the games, how he wanted to be faithful, you know, even some of the cheesy moments from, from the films. I mean, he, he discussed how he basically used one of Sub Zero's, you know, animation attacks from Mortal Kombat 11. He had to put that in. It's just fascinating to see mm. how much he loves it, how much he actually knows about Mortal Kombat. This dude is a huge Mortal Kombat nerd. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I You're going to make a video game movie adaption. You need no, to we. get someone who's a fan of the game, right? So that just his makes sense. His name is Simon McCoy. That's, that's cool. That's cool. But no, yeah, it's it, just like it, filling in all tidbits. Like, I, I love that they mentioned that they, they filmed Outworld in this basically abandoned coal mine in Australia. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm keen. I don't think that movie is going to be especially good, but like it is going to be the best kind of dumb bad movie that you can like watch. I, I will I will say this: while the story is probably not going to be fantastic, it's Mortal Kombat. What are you going to do? Birthmarks in the shape of the Mortal yeah. Kombat logo? Who? Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. Like the choreography and the fight scenes looks fantastic, and that's what we want. And that's exactly what you want. You don't want anything else in Mortal Kombat movie. You do that right, and you, you've you've made ninety percent of the audience happy. Just give me give us that, and it's cool. I'm stoked. Yeah, dude. That film knows its audience, and that's what I love about it. I'm yeah, I'm super stoked on that. Kano looks what a what a cast. Oh, Kano. I just Great. love that little series. Like Kano wins. Kano wins. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. No, I'm, I'm Col- you that, beauty. He, well, he doesn't say you beauty. There's a certain um, uh, favorite word. Of uh, I'm trying to keep it. Yes, PG of course, here. of course, of course. We we only like to say like like one one swear word to per podcast here to keep it PG. I think I've already gone over that a little bit a few yeah, times. Yeah, listen, I'm. You should see the amount of restraint I'm sitting here with. There's also the, the, there's also the addition of Cole. I I, I assume he's an original character because he doesn't ring any bells for me he is a 100% original okay. character and I'm really I'm fine with that because I mean there's the, the history of Mortal Kombat has always toyed around with having you know new characters introduced to the game series like Mortal Kombat 10 was basically a new generation of combatants we were basically just completely ignored from Mortal Kombat 11 yeah. but the precedent has been set it's right there yeah it would be also be cool if they sort of I, I don't know if this movie sort of going to be canon but it'd be kind of cool if they incorporated him into like the next game. Maybe it's a DLC character. Just you. you yeah. I mean, you, you've got Mortal Kombat 11 in its ultimate edition. I mean, you've got freaking Rainbow in there. You can have a, a movie character in as DLC just to celebrate. From its own franchise, of course they can. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm keen, dude. That movie's gonna be cool. There's also another trailer that uh, I want you to talk about oh, because I have yes. nothing. I have nothing good to say about it, which is Justice League. I am actually getting so amped for Zack Snyder's Justice League because, listen, yeah, we live in a society that has forgotten oh, for all God's about sake. four three aspect for ratios. God's isn't, sake, could we just practice some restraint? Isn't isn't that right, Red Man? Mm-hmm. I've been waiting all week to say that. I'm so ple- <laughs> I'm so pleased you got your moment. <laughs> I'm so pleased you reminded me that in the Justice League trailer, he straight up has Jared Leto's Joker say the line, we live in a society with zero I, irony. I love how he says Batman. He, he delivers that one word brilliantly. You've got to admit that. Yeah, sh- sure. It's it's not it's not the delivery. It's the fact that he, he actually used one of the worst, dumbest memes of all time with a, not a shred of irony. And I love, 
I know. I, I can say bad. I do not love that. I think it is dumb. I want to give the the writers of that film the benefit of the doubt and just say that maybe they were not aware of that meme. I I'm sorry, Darren. It is too much of a coincidence to have the Joker be the one to say that line, considering like all the, all the times it's brought but up. But it suits him. I mean, I I guess. Look, I, I already know what's going to be happening with Zack Snyder's Superman because let's face it, it's going to be basically the exact same story, but stretched out to four hours and it's going to look absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> it's going to be a terrible story that will just blaze your eyeballs apart. That's what it's going to be. And 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 uh, please don't take this as me just trying to rip your dreams apart I'm, I'm 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 trying to like this is just my sort of perspective like the cg in that trailer doesn't look good really it looks fantastic it, to, to me to me it looks like it the lighting looks so oversaturated that everything is just like a, a shade of brown and gray that blends into one another it looks like a game from 2011. I don't know. It looks a lot more colorful to me from what I've seen so far. It looks a lot more... Like, like color is more tastefully used within that, that film. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just biased because I really, really didn't like if, that original. If you look at, and, and I'm not a big fan of Zack Snyder either. Okay, that's fine. But I mean, like, if I look at how he, he creates a film, he's a very artistic dude. I can see that he, he, he draws a lot of inspiration from early Renaissance paintings, you know? But it was just mm. this, this grim and gritty use of color to to tell a story, and I'm fine with it. I mean, I, you know, love it or hate it, that dude, no one comes close to constructing an action scene like he does. Yeah, okay. That he's one of the most visually distinctive directors in Hollywood right now. You know what? I I I will I will say to his credit that out of all of his films that I've watched, there is one scene which always consistently gives me goosebumps and that's the intro to Watchmen. Mm, oh wow that's that was brilliantly framed. Mm, which which by by which what well, by all means is a fairly I, I you know what I'll be generous and say it's a fairly competent adaption of a story that was designed to never be adapted. Mm, I, I love how Alan Moore is such a dick about it because they let's face it, Watchmen yeah, he's a dick. I think is a good film and I think Alan Moore is just so salty that someone actually made his garbage story actually good. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, right, is that that he wrote that um, story to be a sort of story that can only be told as a, as a as a graphic yeah. novel. And I don't think so it's that good a graphic that, novel to begin with. Uh, I love Watchmen. I, I I I adore Watchmen. It was the first graphic novel I ever read, so it's 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 up there for me. I I mean, it's good, but it's not the Messiah of comic books that's made up. No, me. no, it's, it's it's I don't think it is either. We all know the Messiah I, of comic books is All Star Superman. Mm, you know what? We're going to see eight episodes of this podcast after all. Yeah, yeah. I knew I would win you back. Someday. Yeah, you've you've won yeah. my my faith and trust back. Yeah. So the, I, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm pleased that you're excited <laughs> for. Uh, just Zack Snyder's Justice League. I couldn't give two tosses, but uh, yeah, you know that's fine. Yeah, that, that that's that's the way it goes. On to the next batch of trailers, because Jesus week was just trailer, 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 trailer. Uh, let's talk about the fifty-minute Nintendo Direct, to which they, I mean, it was look, it was kind of just hey, look at all these games no one asked for. Yeah, it was like look at all these games, but we're not going to show you anything that you want to see. I know it's been like over five hundred days since we've had a Nintendo Direct of this nature. And guess what? Are they are there any Bayonetta three fans in the house? Guys, like, yeah, well, yes, Splatoon three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, Splatoon three is great. That's, that's just the first one. Yeah, I'm best. I was gonna say that was was that the one you're gonna pull for your disappointing announcement? Uh, okay, I will say disappointing announcement will be yes, Crayon Shinchan's summer vacation. We have any fans of Metroid Prime in the house? <laughs> Woo! Cool. Here's Octopath Traveler two. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Oh, it was oh, a Project okay. Triangle cool. Strategy, I think it was called. Project, project, yeah, something. 
project strategy. Oh, triangle. Japan never change with your naming strategies. Yeah. I I I watched an anime series where a character was literally named I shit thee not Biscuit Kruger. <laughs> Biscuit Kruger. That's good. I'm That's like good. Japan. That is not how names work. You can't just put two nouns together, Japan. That's not how it works. They basically got like this this giant bingo ball slot machine, and you know, like they take their first two balls out there. It's like hmm, biscuit, biscuit, mm. and Kruger. Okay, this can sure work. we can we we can use that. And then then yeah, Nintendo gets on stage. We got any fans of Pikmin? Pikmin Four. It was like wow, Pikmin Four. Have four guys. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> you want you want Super Mario Odyssey Two? Yes, give us Super Mario Odyssey Two. You don't get it. You get golf. Are there any Donkey Kong fans here? Like yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong. Woo, and then Shakira Miyamoto comes in. I just pressed the button that releases the poison gas in your home. Woo! You never get another one. Franchise is dead. Go home. Now, now die. Yeah, that's how. That's exactly how that went. Uh, you know, we we can sit here and talk shit, but I mean, look, it, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for Mario Golf. I've never played the franchise. I really want to. I've heard never played good. a Mario Golf game before. I, I've never either, but I've heard that they're very good, and I would like to play it. I, also, don't see the uh, point of golf. It just it, it baffles me. Yeah, but like if you if you play video game golf, it's much better than real golf because you can do dumb shit. Like, like just to get like slightly political for a second, I always <laughs> see like like <laughs> I I like you know there's a whole land expropriation bill that's going through Parliament. Sure. You know, and I'm like saying, all right, yeah, I can get behind that to to give land to them homeless. Let's just confiscate golf courses Take because there's a huge waste of natural resources. Do you know what? That's such a good idea because then we can also eat the one percent while we do it. Oh, I wonder who's the tastiest billionaire. Oh, you know it. You know it's going to be Elon Musk. No, no, I I will not eat anyone that hangs out with uh, Joe Bro Brogan because you know it's just going to be like. Yeah, you, you, know, you will just get high if you take a bite out. Of I don't know. I feel like Elon Musk would probably be the tastiest billionaire because you know he's using Axe chocolate <laughs> as his deodorant. Like that's got to be like if it's got some sort of chocolate infused in it, he's got to be vaguely tasty. That's right? a deal breaker for me. What the fact that he uses Axe chocolate? Anything tainted with Axe deodorant is a deal breaker for me. Yeah, no, you, that's, that's you fair. You cannot trust anyone that that buys deodorant who when that deodorant is advertised by, by people they spray it on on their chest instead of under their their arms. I mean. That's not how deodorant works. Yeah, that's not how deodorant works. But it's, if someone it's, were it's, to use old spice, I mean, at least they'd be spicy. That is fair. Yeah, there would be a nice sort of cinnamon taste to them, I think. Mm, there you go. It's interesting that, you know, the, the idea of taste and having good and bad taste is very clearly a, a social construct that was designed by uh, the educated masses to lecture those and feel superior to those who couldn't afford a higher education. But I think it's it's fairly agreed upon that if you use Axe, you automatically have zero taste. That's the one time it actually applies. It's a universal constant. Life, death, taxes, and you know, using Axe deodorant is a signal of bad taste. Yes, and you that and if someone you know uses Axe, you should probably either dump them if you're dating them and never send them another message again if you're friends with them. The crit costs. Anyway, dating advice on the fly. Dating advice on the fly. Look at all my Tinder matches. I had my first one after six months and that happened. She didn't respond to me. You know that you're getting the honest opinions. Ooh, that's <laughs> tough, buddy. <laughs> that, it's, it's, it's that's rough, buddy, Darren. No. It's that's rough, buddy. <laughs> if you want to quote Avatar, you've got to do it right. I'm sorry, I've failed you. At least I'm not on your other podcast, A Few Good Hot Men, now available on Spotify. Free plug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Free plug, thank you. You made it up for me. We've got, we've got, we've got too far away from Nintendo to keep talking about the direct. So let's go on to something else. We can talk about. Uh, I don't. I wrote down Hawkeye update for Avengers, but I don't really care. The only thing I, 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 I can, I can talk about that quick. All right, we're gonna uh, I was just quick. gonna say, didn't they already do that? 
there's, there's, there is a Hawkeye in Avengers, the best Hawkeye, and now the second best, but the original Hawkeye is coming to Avengers in next month. And cool. I just, I, you know, I actually start psyching myself out because, you know, I, I'm going to have to give this guy a spin. I'm going to have to see what the new operations are. But I'm going to be like, I'm going to have like the, the update installed on my copy of Avengers. And I'm going to be sitting on my chair, slapping myself in the face. All right, let's do this. Let's do this, Darren. Let's do this. Let's do it. Avengers. <laughs> It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, it's terrible. Still shits. Still real shits. It's so, it's <laughs> so weird. I don't know, dude. You, you, you have the Avengers, right? Mm. And you say, to, you say to players, we have a huge like roadmap of different Marvel heroes coming. And I was like, yeah, cool. What, what, who's first? It's Kate Bishop. That's so cool. Best Hawkeye. Yeah. Who's next? Other Hawkeye. Other Hawkeye. <laughs> what? <laughs> who's coming? serious? Who's coming after that? 2099 Hawkeye. Yeah, it's Hawkeye. And who's coming after that? Uh, oh, Earth 2 that? Hawkeye. Oh, dude. And who's coming after that? Ronan. Oh, but the Hawkeye version. Ah, oh, goddammit. This is becoming like the undragable fighter situation where every new DLC character is just some other version of Goku. <laughs> so that game currently has like 12 really terrible fathers in this roster <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. it is it is so wild to me that, that, they, were, that they were like you've got a huge roadmap our first two heroes both Hawkeye <laughs> you know both the least everyone's least favorite Avenger I, I want you to play I want you to love that game it's just so fundamentally unfun in this construction I know listen I you're preaching to the choir here because I played a Gamescom and, and I sat down I played it and I knew that I was going to be like, this game was going to be just so bad for a lot of people. And I knew a lot of people were going to hate it. Every single and design aspect of the game just works against you. You yeah. you never feel like a hero. You just feel like some glorified punching bag. You know, I, I think it was uh, best epitomized for me when, when I was reviewing it for um, the other publication I work for. Traitor. Um, I know. <laughs> We, I, I was, I was hanging with my parents because it was over a, a long weekend, and I was playing as the Hulk in one of the, uh, the throwaway repeatable missions, and I was beating up one. Who was it? I can't, it wasn't. Oh, it was just, it was just some random aim henchman, and my mom walked in and she was like, "Oh, cool! Is that the Incredible Hulk?" I was like, "Oh, it's the Incredible Hulk," and I was beating up this henchman. And she goes, "Is that just a? Is that a dude? Is that a power? Is that a hero?" And I was like, "No, it's just a dude." She's like, you're the Hulk. What are you doing? Why have you hit him five times? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, yes, mom, even you can see why this is wrong. Oh, there's just a damning indictment right there. I know. I, I, there's just so much wrong with that game. And, and you know what? Um, if strange enough, the, it, it, maybe this, maybe this will shock Square Enix, but adding two Hawkeyes ain't going to fix it. You know, you know for, what also baffles me is that imagine making an Avengers video game and you have... Three brand name v- v- villains to fight. That's it. Three brand name super villains. Three of them. And like, it's just, you have an entire universe to pull from. You can only hope with like future updates, right? That they start including more villains alongside their heroes. But at this point, who even knows? I don't know. That whole game just, just smacks me of being ashamed to even be a superhero game. Yeah, it, it desperately doesn't want to be a superhero game. It's like, but I, I also think, I mean, that's this is pure speculation. I, I have to imagine... Because of the quality of that campaign, because it's a good campaign. It has its moments. Yeah, I think I know. I think it's a fairly consistently good campaign when you're not being bogged down by bullshit mission objectives. Yeah. But I have to. I have to imagine that they got halfway through making the single player game, and then Square Enix sort of 
so just bust it down that door. Like, right, door, lads, like, we've got a change of plans here. Pull the rug out. Let's put in some put in some loot, boys. Put in some live service. Let's and go. Then, this is gonna be where the money's at. The other guys go, sir. The service can't handle it. I don't give a damn. Add those elements, or you're fired. How many how many currencies do you want, sir? We have we have one, two. You want two, two three? What's this? No, you want, sorry, six. No, we need higher. What? Seven, eight, t- 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 more? Twelve? Twelve is good. Twelve is fine. That's not enough. That's certainly not enough to confuse all the players. No, sure it's not, sir. I was going over these reports. What's this whole lack of an inventory system that doesn't confuse people doing not doing in this game? Fix it! Fix it! Put it in now! Give so, the what, Hulk what, what, inventory. Should we, should, we, should we give, should we give like, the Hulk, like, the cool the gloves he can wear for loot? No, give him ribs! <laughs> Just big, juicy, meaty ribs and spinal columns. Massive, huge ribs that you can put for, you can make a bigger rib out of the little but ribs. But don't make him too powerful. Sir, you're not making sense. Sir, you're frothing. Are you okay? Can you text? Do you need some meds? Should I call your wife, sir? Do you need more cocaine? Yes. Yes, now we give him more ribs. We're going to be so rich with all these ribs. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. <laughs> should we, so should we maybe just stop like beating this easy horse while it's down? No, shame. Yeah, else? shame. Shame. Talk, talk, can you talk to me about BlizzCon? Because I haven't paid any attention right. to BlizzCon. Uh, the best thing I can say about this year's BlizzCon is that it could have all been sent in an email. Sure. I mean, what do they really announce? What do they even have in the pipeline that's not Diablo 4? Oh, okay, like, all right, obviously they, they, they showed the uh, new character class coming to Diablo 4, which is the Rogue, which dates back to cool. the, the first Diablo, I believe. Uh, oh, cool. There was, I'm just going through my list. I mean, I actually wrote these stories that this morning. I've completely forgotten about them. Because <laughs> you were in a bit of a haze, I imagine. Yeah, there's, the biggest story is that it's official Diablo 2 is getting a remaster from the exact same team that did the World of Warcraft, uh, the, the Warcraft 3 remaster. Oh, good. That's not going to go terribly. <laughs> I, you know, I, saw, I saw that announced today on Twitter, and I saw everyone getting very excited, and I really struggled to not be a negative nearly and just be like, Guys, remember what happened last time they did this? I, I do have a glimmer of hope that, you know, now that Vicarious Visions has been basically absorbed into Blizzard, that, you know, those guys know how to do a remaster. Just look at last year's Tony Hawk game or any of the yeah, recent Spyro or Crash Bandicoot games. So, you know, there's talent there that could say, hey, guys, you know, this is kind of, you know, incredibly awful. Can we maybe do the opposite of that? Yeah, I, I, that's kind of the only hope I have for is that someone at Vicarious Visions will kick the team that did warcraft 3 reforged and say like what are you idiots doing what are you doing just step them do in it the this face. way <laughs> it would just be like, <laughs> okay guys all right we're gonna get this right we get this time. right this time you know what I'm, I'm i'm glad that we have such an in-depth understanding of how games are made <laughs> it's really provides valuable insight to those not in the industry someone at blizzard's gonna be like hey how about we do some really crappy camera angles and then the guy from vicarious visions is just gonna like grab him by the collar throw him out window anyone else no anyone else got any bright ideas so so how about this guys? How about how about we how about we totally give players the ability to make their own modes, their own maps, but we own everything. No! Stephen! We spoke about this! Stephen! And you can see Stephen sort of slowly opening his laptop and joining down. Stephen, are you writing those are you writing that down? Steve I will kill your puppies. Your puppies will die. This is Diablo. This is this we, we are dark, we're gritty. I'll kill your puppies. I don't give a shit. Give a shit, Stephen. <laughs> Look at me in the eyes. Do you see this? We're doing loot. We're doing loot. We're not doing your Dota ripoff, Stephen. Put it away. 
Like, basically, like whoever's in charge of Vicarious right now is going to say, guys, we've got a fantastic way to motivate you to make a good game. And yes, it does involve explosive collars attached to you. But you know what? At least it's going to be better than what you put out last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a low benchmark. Yeah, I know. That game was very, very bad. Did they say anything about Overwatch 2? Because that's the only Blizzard franchise Absolutely actually... Absolutely nothing about Overwatch 2. Zip, zilch, nada. Nothing. Talk it doesn't exist. Shit. It's been wiped from existence. Thanos came in, snapped his fingers, it was dusted right then and there. Talk shit, you're lying. There had to have been something about Overwatch 2. No, nothing. It, it got fresh gameplay. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't discussed at all in the um, Blizzard keynote. Oh, oh okay. But like, apparently there was, a, there was a gameplay trailer okay, that well, showed to, to be to be fair, that Blizzard has a whole bunch of pre-recorded videos. There is an Overwatch segment. But what I'm talking about is basically, whenever Blizzard has its BlizzCon, the opening ceremony is everything. That's the uh, WrestleMania right there. Sure. All the big announcements. Okay. No, no, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And sure. in that opening ceremony, they also mentioned Hearthstone's first expansion, Year of the Griffin. And forging the Baron stuff. Uh, don't really care about Hearthstone right now. <laughs> I used to, I used to be yes, as I lost hours of my life to Hearthstone. I loved Hearthstone. It's too complicated because whenever I've tried to get back into that game, you know, just to get some understanding of the whole meta, I get crushed within seconds by some dude. Nah, it's it's not that complicated. All you got to do is join five discords, follow three reddits, and keep a whole lot of bookmarks on different uh, meta building lists. It's not that. Oh, hard. that sounds pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. You know, it only took me about six months. And then to there's a big new content update coming for World of Warcraft Shadowlands. I don't care. I honestly do not care about M- MMOs. I mean, yeah, I don't care about World of Warcraft either. We should probably have someone on staff who actually does care about World of Warcraft. I wonder if we could be. <laughs> I have no idea. We'll pay you in peanuts, actual literal peanuts, because we're going to throw them yes. at you and be get to work, monkey. Listen, we if if we get someone in to like write exclusive about World of Warcraft. The best thing we could do would be to just buy them the expansion because that's kind of the only thing World of Warcraft players spend money on. <laughs> so they, they, they I'm, I'm sure there's someone out there who would do, would do it if we gave two shits about World of Warcraft. Oh, well, we, we're gonna have to look against some extra revenue for that, which we could do with NordVPN, which you can buy right now okay. if you use our code. <laughs> okay, yeah. What is our code, Darren? Quickly, uh, off the top of your head. Our code is CritCost Sellout 2021. Nice, actually, that's not a bad code. You... That would actually work. <laughs> That's pretty good right there. But yeah, that's, that's all I really have to say about BlizzCon right now. It's a pretty disappointing, pretty disappointing. BlizzCon. But I, I will say that I actually, before we uh, sat down for this, I had a one-hour interview with Diablo Immortal, so I expect a whole bunch of content about that because I'm actually kind of excited for a Diablo mobile game, and I know that yeah. hey, there's a mob assembling outside my door right now with their torches and pitchforks. Of course, of course, because of... Burn the heretic! Because you have a differing opinion, uh, therefore you must die. I mean, that's the way of life. That's how life evolves and grows, by killing anyone that disagrees with you. Yes, of course, of course. And when, when I say differing opinion, I, I, mean, I mean the fact that um, games on uh, phones can be good, because as it's, we all know that good games on phones don't exist i'm basically inviting cancel culture with a guillotine at my house <laughs> i think cancel culture walks around with a guillotine to everyone's house at some point in time <laughs> so i think that's gonna do it for us this week folks that's been your wrap-up of the week in reviews week in news week in stupid bullshit chatter i guess <laughs> uh if you enjoy the show please do us a solid and uh Drop us a like, drop us a follow, tell your friends. You know what, if, if, I, if I can just ask a kindness of you, maybe just like tell a friend about the show. Maybe tell a friend that you, maybe they're your best friend, maybe you like them, maybe you don't like them, and you want to force a great punishment on them. 
In which case, hey, we're right here. And maybe even send us some questions. I mean, our, our Critical Hit, Critical Hit Net Twitter account is always open to, to DMs. You can always just hop right in. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. You know what? You can even leave a comment in the article that goes up every Tuesday at 12 o'clock for this yes. podcast. And, you know, if you can have maybe a little Q&A session. That'll, 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 that'll be really nice. Yeah, I think I think we should push for that this week. Get some get some questions and yeah. see what we can do with that. I think we can, we can really make an, an effort for that. I mean, there are no stupid there are no questions. stupid questions. I mean, just although prove me wrong, please do. Don't please don't please don't like encourage this. <laughs> please don't encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We, we, we're probably gonna get like some question that's gonna be like, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? And then you're like, yes, yes, I would because I'd be delicious, damn it. And once again, we have to sign off on one of the more disturbing notes of, of the episode. <laughs> Thank you, folks, for listening to us talk shit for for an hour. Uh, we will see you next week and I hope you can sleep with the image of Darren eating himself as a hot dog in your brain because Lord knows I'm going to have to try and do that right now. Oh, no, 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 no. no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>